This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. This podcast is about creating a behind-the-scenes look with coaches, fans, and reporters from our point of view, sharing cool stories as only we've lived them. The goal is for you to learn something new to help your life and allow yourself to take a break from everyday chaos and let us give you a behind-the-scenes look into our world. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... Welcome back to Never In My Wildest Dream Podcast. Looking forward to today's show. We got a little Wednesday wisdom from yesterday as well as Throwback Thursday. Sports wrap both nationally and local and what will be going on this evening. Let's first start in the world of national sports. Let's first start in the world of college basketball. Arizona basketball administrative staff updates have occurred. Tommy Lloyd announced three updates on Wednesday with regards to his first season as a Wildcats head coach. T.J. Benson serving as the special assistant to the head coach and recruiting coordinator. Ken Naguada is the director of advanced scouting. And Rim Bakamus is going to be the player development director. He is looking forward to having all three guys in the program effective immediately to get Arizona back to its highest level. Mike Jones is wasting no time as the head basketball coach at UNC Greensboro. He added David Boyden yesterday to his staff. He's joined the staff after spending the last five years at Radford as an assistant coach under Jones with over 10 years of Division I coaching experience. His role with the Highlanders was assistant in recruiting, on-floor coaching, and post-player development. I am thrilled to have DB join our staff, Jones said. His playing and coaching career over the last years has made him one of the best assistant coaches in the country. His knowledge of the game and ability to teach will help our players, especially forwards and centers, due to the success he had at that position at a high level. He and I are aligned defensively and he has helped make our defense very good in the recent years. Assistant coach Joel Justice has joined Bobby Hurley's staff at Arizona State after working at Kentucky for the last seven seasons, including five as an assistant coach, one as the director of analytics, and one as special assistant to the head coach. I'm really excited to welcome Joel Justice to the Sun Devil family, Bobby said. Joel's experience working at Kentucky for the last seven years are invaluable. He checks every box in what you're looking for with a high-level coach on your bench. I'm really enthusiastic about the opportunity to work together and advance men's basketball here at Arizona State. According to John Calipari, Joe talked to me with regards to the Arizona State opportunity. I told him that he has my blessing, but I wanted to also let him know what he's done for the program at Kentucky has not gone unnoticed. I wish him and his family the very best. On to college football. First time NCAA transfer rule clears for the last step for the 2021-22 season. The Division I Board of Directors ratified a rule change Wednesday that will allow athletes to have not yet transferred the ability to do so one time in college and play immediately. The Division I Council adopted their proposal legislation earlier this month. The board took the last step to the historic rule change and officials clarified that all details will come out. The one-time exception has been previously in some sports, but not in football, basketball, baseball, and men's hockey. Now it will be available to all athletes who have not yet transferred starting the 21-22 academic year. It looks like LSU will be doing away with attendance limitations starting effective Wednesday for all outdoor activities as well as a mask mandate. The move to 100% capacity is effective immediately with the first outdoor events coming this Friday when the baseball team hosts Arkansas for the beginning of a three-game series. Barring change between now and the fall, LSU's Tiger Stadium will seat 102,321 people during home football games. Normal tailgating activities are allowed to resume effective immediately. 
This comes a day after Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards announced at the end of the statewide mandate for mass and crowd limitations. On Monday, the CDC said that fully vaccinated people no longer need to wear masks outdoors except during crowds or venues. A former Tennessee Chattanooga assistant coach is suing the school for his First Amendment retaliation after he was fired for a tweet mocking the Georgia politician and voting right activist Stacey Abrams. Tennessee Chattanooga fired Chris Malone in January, citing a tweet he posted and then deleted about the Georgia Senate runoff elections. Abrams, a former Georgia State Assembly member who became the first black woman to earn a majority's nomination for governor, rallied support for the Democratic Senate candidate, the Reverend Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff, who both won their runoff races. Athletic director who called the tweet appalling and head coach Rusty Wright, who said the tweet is unacceptable and not what Chattanooga football stands for. Malone's complaint contends that Tennessee Chattanooga is a publicly school governed by the First Amendment, which also protects speech such as citing politicians. The Valdosta Board of Education in Georgia voted Tuesday to not renew the contract of embattled high school football coach Russ Probst, who has been placed on administrative leave after allegations surfaced that he recruited players and their families, then solicited money to pay their living expenses. The Board of Education's decision not to renew his contract was made by a 5-3 vote. On April 13th, the Georgia High School Athletic Association levied a $7,500 fine against the high school and ordered the Wildcats to forfeit seven victories from the 2020 season. They also banned the team from playing in the postseason in 2021 and declared a handful of players ineligible for next season after the investigation shows that they transferred in and had everything paid for. After leaving Valdosta, one of the players transferred to Grayson High School, a suburb in Atlanta, where he helped lead the team to a Class 7A championship. He's rated the number 18 player in ESPN, and he signed with Miami and enrolled at the university in January. Probst wanted $2,500 a month to pay for the rent and other expenses for this player after his father moved him from California to Valdosta. That is all in the world of prep and high school and college football. Now on to NFL football and draft news for this evening. Finally, the 2021 NFL Draft is here. After months of evaluating prospects and predicting what will happen and how it will happen, now we can sit back and watch it unfold this evening. The first team on the clock tonight is the Jaguars. There's still much debate up to who's going to play out and who's going to go where with potential stars, but we do know that Trevor Lawrence will be going first to the Jaguars. It starts at 8 p.m. on ABC, as well as ESPN and the app, as well as NFL DraftCast. My Green Bay Packers do have the 29th pick in the draft tonight, and I think they're going to take Rashard Bateman from Minnesota, finally getting a wide receiver early to help Aaron Rodgers, as well as the offense for the Green Bay Packers. That is all for the NFL. Now on to Major League Baseball from last night. The Washington Nationals beat the Blue Jays 8-2. The Yankees topped the Orioles 7-0. The Twins beat the Cleveland Indians 10-2. The Marlins topped the Brewers 6-2. The Dodgers beat the Reds 8-0. The Kansas City Royals go into Pittsburgh and beat the Pirates 9-6. The Boston Red Sox beat the Mets 1-0. The Athletics lose to the Rays 2-0. The Braves stomp the Cubs 10-0. The Phillies beat the Cardinals 5-3. The Angels beat the Texas Rangers 4-3. The Astros top the Mariners 7-5. 
The Padres beat the Diamondbacks 12-3. The Rockies lose to the Giants 7-3. And last night's postponed game was the Tigers and White Sox. On to tonight's games. A couple early afternoon games before we get into the nightcap. But the Yankees play the Orioles at 105 today at Camden Yards. The Athletics play the Rays at 110 in St. Petersburg. The Phillies play the Cardinals at 115 today. The Mariners and Astros have a 110 Central Standard Time to start. Now to tonight's games. Game one of a doubleheader. The Tigers play the White Sox at 5 o'clock. On to the 7 o'clock starts. The Cubs are at Atlanta. The Dodgers are at Milwaukee. The Boston Red Sox travel to Texas to take on the Rangers. There's a game two at 8-10 starting between the Tigers and the White Sox. And the nightcap game is the Rockies travel to the desert to take on the Diamondbacks. That is all for the world of baseball. Now on to NBA basketball from last night. Jalen Brown led the Celtics with 38 points and 7 rebounds to a 120-111 win over the Charlotte Hornets. The Magic topped the Cavaliers 109-104. Gary Harris leads the Magic with 19 points and 6 rebounds, while Darius Garland had 25 for Cleveland. The 76ers beat the Hawks 127-83. Tobias Harris had 17 points to lead the 76ers. The Wizards topped the Lakers 116-107. Russell Westbrook has a heck of a game. 18 points, 18 boards, 14 assists, while Anthony Davis had 26 for the Lakers. The Knicks beat the Bulls 113-94. Julius Randle stays hot, 34 points to lead the Knicks. The Heat beat the Spurs 116-111, and Jimmy Butler had 29 points for the Heat. The Trailblazers beat the Grizzlies 130-109. CJ McCollum has 26 points to lead the Trailblazers. The Nuggets top the Pelicans 114 to 112. Joachim had 13 points to lead Denver, while Lonzo Ball had a triple double: 16 points, 12 rebounds, and 12 assists for the Pelicans. The Suns topped the Clippers 109 to 101. Chris Paul had 28 points to lead the Suns, while Paul George had 25 and 10 for the Clippers. The Suns clinch a playoff spot for the first time in 11 years. The Utah Jazz hang 154 points on the Kings, winning 154 to 105. Buddy Heel had 18 points for Sacramento, while Bogdan Bogdanovich had 24 points to lead Utah. 154 points? Where in the heck is the defense in that game? That is crazy. On to tonight's games. The Mavericks travel to Detroit to take on the Pistons. The Nets are in Indiana to take on the Pacers. The Bucks travel south to Houston to take on the Rockets. The Warriors are in Minneapolis to play against the Timberwolves. The Pelicans are in Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. And the nightcap, the Toronto Raptors travel to Denver to take on the Nuggets. That is all for the world of sports. Now on to Wednesday Wisdom. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in... Three, two, one. Welcome back to Never in my wildest dream podcast. Let's talk Wednesday Wisdom. I know we should have done this yesterday, but we didn't have a show. There was nothing going on last night, so we wanted to kind of wrap some stuff in today so we could tie it all together. But today is the NFL Draft, so we're going to do Wednesday Wisdom on the Thursday NFL Draft. The secret to finding talent lies in elimination. If you truly don't know what you're looking for, how can you ever find anything? At least that's what Bill Walsh thought. Walsh was a Hall of Famer from San Francisco 49 head coach. Loved the NFL draft, but didn't love the process most teams use to assemble their draft boards. Walsh was never interested in hearing about lack of talent or quality in the draft and hated when scouts badmouth players. 
He was only interested in asking a very simple question. Does the player fit our scheme and culture? Walsh believed passionately in scouting inside, not outside. He had specific criteria based on position on and off the field, so he eliminated those who did not qualify when he searched for talent. Walsh was secure in his beliefs that if he eliminated someone and they became successful, he would either admit an error in the elimination process or seek to correct the mistake. He was also content to know that the player wasn't simply a fit. He never second-guessed his process in developing the criteria because he had a conviction to his roadmap, and that's what he stuck with. If I don't know where I'm going, any road will take you anywhere. He defined his road with confidence, understanding that a plan to develop the talent when it arrived. If you don't have to run an NFL draft board as an NSL coach to define criteria for each employee of the company, as the leader you must set the standards, plan the path, and decide the road on which you're ultimately going to take. You have been trusted to lead the organization. Why would you delegate that to anybody other than yourself? Each player selected in the draft, that's a reflection of your vision. And Walsh did not want the scouts to determine the road. He wanted the scouts to find those who fit his criteria. Then he chose the ones that were going to be on the road with him. That is Wednesday Wisdom. When we come back, we'll do Throwback Thursday right after this. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in... Three, two, one. Welcome back to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. A little throwback Thursday action. Looking forward to this one. It's always neat to see what happened on certain days in history. And here goes with today. 1934, Pittsburgh is the last major league city to play a home game on a Sunday. In 1961, ABC's Wide World of Sports debuted. In 1981, Philly Steve Carlton is the first lefty to strike out 3,000 batters. In 1986, Boston Red Sox Roger Clemens strikes out 20 Seattle Mariners. I have actually seen a 20 strikeout game. There's only been a handful of those in Major League Baseball. It's actually more rare than a perfect game. In 1988, the Baltimore Orioles ended their record 21-game losing streak by beating the White Sox 9-0. In 1990, Dan Quisenberry, the all-time AL saves king, with 238 saves, announced he was going to retire. And in 1997, Casey Royal, Chili Davis, became the 75th player in Major League Baseball history to hit 300 home runs. That is all for Throwback Thursday. Local sports when we come back right after this. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in... Three, two, one... Welcome back to Never in My Wildest Dream Podcast. Let's talk local sports and what happened yesterday in both softball and baseball here in Washington County. Let's first start in the world of softball. Rachel Root goes three for four with a home run and four RBIs and pitched three scoreless innings for the win as the Warriors beat the Hubs in six innings, 16-2. to two. Maddie Taylor, Hayden Mentor each went three for four with a double for Boonesboro, who is now seven and one on the season while North has fallen to 0-8. In the Hancock-Smithsburg softball game, Megan Oberholzer, who was the pitcher, had an 11-0 lead at the end of the first en route to a 14-0 victory after five innings from the 10-run rule against Smithsburg. The Panthers are now 3-5 on the season, while the Leopards fall to 2-6. On to high school baseball from yesterday. St. Maria Goretti traveled to Baltimore yesterday to take on Mount Carmel. Cameron Motes had two hits, 
while Riley Hoderby had two RBIs and Jason Rivera pitched five with eight strikeouts to lead the Gales past Our Lady of Mount Carmel. David Clever also added an RBI for Goretti, who are now 11-2 on the season. Clearspring beat Williamsport 4-0 yesterday at Williamsport. Eric Bender pitched a two-hitter with five strikeouts, and Damian Pitsnoggle drove in three runs to lead the Blazers past the Wildcats. Jacob Hall and Chris Hose each added two hits for Clearspring, who are now 8-1 on the season. Jason Schaud and Tyler Martin each had a hit for Williamsport, who are now 3-6 on the season. North Hagerstown High School lost to Boonesboro 16-3. Reed Gordon had a home run, two doubles, and two RBIs, while Matt Kowitzki had two hits, including a home run, four RBIs, as the Warriors win Wednesday over the Hubs. Carter Schottermeyer added three hits, including a double, while Cole Reinhardt had two hits. Connor Youngman had two hits, including a home run. Charles Koenigke had two hits, including a double, and Jake Neff drove in two runs. For North, who's now 5-3 on the year, Luke Frazee doubled, and Austin Dent drove in a run. That is all for the world of yesterday's sports. On to tonight's games. I will be at a Little League game tonight, barring the rain that is coming. I hope it holds off at least long enough to get the game in. Then it can monsoon as much as it wants to, and then dry all day tomorrow with the high winds that it's calling for, so we can watch some baseball tomorrow night. Thank you for listening to today's show. That is all. We look forward to talking to you tomorrow.